Hey everyone, welcome to Talk of the Town. This is a podcast where we talk about all things media, creators, business, and more. My name is Tristan. I'm the host of the podcast. If this is your first time watching the podcast or listening to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're returning from previous episodes of our audio form of the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the first official guest episode of Talk of the Town. It is a really awesome conversation I had with Michael from Pillar, which is a creator link and bio startup. We talk a lot about the entertainment industry, about the creator space, and as well, a whole wide range of other things. So hopefully you do enjoy this episode. And with that being said, let's get to it. Today on the podcast, I got a really special guest for you. A good friend of mine, someone who I deeply respect in the creator space, has been re- really passionate towards building things for creators, is Michael from Pillar. Michael, introduce yourself. Hey, Tristan. Thanks for having me. Michael Livkov, I'm the co-founder of Pillar, and I'm really happy to be here with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, for those that don't know what Pillar is, kind of give a little bit of a background to it. Absolutely. Pillar is the all-in-one business studio for content creators and uh, creators like Tristan all the way up to some of the largest YouTubers on the planet, Twitch streamers, pro athletes, TikTokers, use Pillar to build a beautiful link and bio website to generate a media kit that's auto-updating and uh, constantly fresh with data and to meet and collaborate with brands as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, kind of get into your like beginning stages of of your life. Like, ha, like what led up to the point of you wanting to create Pillar? Were were you always fascinated with the content space? And again, like what led to wanting to create Pillar? I love content, man, and. Um... I consider myself a type of content creator. I produce uh, house music, electronic music. Occasionally I'll drop my mixes on SoundCloud. Um, I love performing live and recording it as well. So I think one aspect of content I'm familiar with, of course I don't make video content, but I've always consumed it. Um, my good family friend growing up is a YouTuber who focuses on cryptids and other sort of um, creatures in the wild looking for Bigfoot, filming beautiful nature scenery with drones and uh, doing camping and all these other things. And so growing up was super interested in content, its production, um, and that's how I sort of got interested in the space to begin with. We then, uh, my co-founder Faisal and I, when we were at Harvard, worked uh, on a project called Athlete, which is V1 of Pillar. And there we uh, were stationed at Reebok's headquarters in Boston. We built out a lot of software to help the Reebok team partner with content creators, discover them, work with them, sign them end to end. And that product became uh, the Athlane Terminal, which was a tool for content creators, specifically streamers to discover brand deals and end to end work with brands. That product has since then uh, become killer for brands, which is our CRM that companies use to meet creators like yourself. Yeah, and I originally found you guys um, 
when you guys were athletes. It was purely by mistake. What happened was is, um, you know, Awaken had just came out of working with Open Doors, and I was really into the name, image, and likeness space, and really like how brands were getting involved with creators and creating a different environment in that space. And then I saw what you guys were doing, the fact that Ninja was getting in, into um, investing with Athlane, and I was like, this seems like a really cool thing that isn't real, like not a lot of people are targeting in the creator space because, you know, from the aspect of uh, you know creator or streamer, we grind like our entire lives just to try to get a G Fuel sponsorship. And then, you know, like you guys came out of the gate and were like, we're offering brand deals with some companies that you'd have to cut off an arm and a leg just to get a contact info for. Um, so that was always something I really like loved about you guys. Plus the fact of Link and Bio, um, because a lot of people use Linktree and other services. And, like, Linktree was always very tacky. Uh, there was another service I used. I won't name drop them. And their only main selling point was, like, oh, we have physical cards with a QR code on the back of them. And that was it. Uh, <laughs> but, so, I guess, like, what were some of the um, initial things that, like, you learned from creating Athlane and then also from Pillar? side, one of the biggest things I learned was when developing a tech product or any kind of product, including content and stuff that you produce with Awaken Militia, you know, yeah. the biggest thing you can do and the hardest thing to learn, especially in the building process, is how to prioritize and how to prioritize tasks, objectives, features, whatever that might be um, in your industry, but how to prioritize things ruthlessly, I thought was the most important thing I've learned. Um, you only have so much time in a day, your team can only focus and hyper-focus on specific things. We only have so much time in our lives, right? Yeah. And so prioritizing is the most important thing you can do. That's sort of the biggest thing I've learned how to do on the PM side. Yeah, I mean, as someone, you know, who, who has ran a business myself, like, I'm always kind of conflicted because and I guess it's because I spread myself way too thin, and I, I, I think this is the first time I'm even acknowledging that. Um, like, there's so many different things that I have my hands in, and even on the Awaken side of things, there's so many different ideas going on all at one time uh, to the point where, like, you know, it's crazy. I'm kind of like a one-man CEO. Now, obviously, I have uh, other people working with me, but, like, a lot of the ideas, the vision, the implementation is all really done up in... in my head uh for the most part um i guess when you guys transitioned to pillar um you know which was definitely at a great time you guys were growing really getting a lot of um attention and a lot of notoriety in the creator space um how was that scaling like you know was it definitely like challenging were you guys afraid of how things would be received or like, like what was the mindset like at that time? So I personally uh, worked with our design team on developing the brand, the pillar brand, uh, brand identity, worked with my co-founder on the name, but I really took it upon myself to spend a lot of time working on the brand identity, the colors, the visuals, the feel of the, you know, of the company, of the product. 
uh, from the outside in. So I'd say, given all the preparation and hard work, I wasn't too afraid. I thought that the name was better. Um, I thought that the visual the word mark was better. I thought the colors that went with it were better. And I thought, most of all, it was a more universal brand. It appealed to people who might not necessarily be gaming streamers, might not necessarily be athletes, but could be, I don't know, in the TikTok space, in the cooking space, producing content, knowledge coaches, right? Pillar is a more universal brand. And what is a pillar? A pillar is a structural support in architecture. It's an object that can stand the test of time. It's something that serves to support uh, the building that it's built into, it's integrated into. And similarly, our vision of pillar is to support creators who are bold, who are ambitious, who want to be creating content uh, for a very long time and want to sustain themselves. A lot of things in the creator economy are, um, are sizzle and no steak. A lot of things are here to be fleshy and are ultimately not going to move the needle for most people in the long run. And I think the whole point of Pillar is that we care about supporting our creators and our platform really prioritizes that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, like, interesting... Um you know, seeing all the changes, because obviously, again, like, I was someone who used Athlane, and then seeing the Pillar rebrand, and what you guys have done since then has been really, um, nothing, nothing short than tremendous and, and spectacular, um, because, again, like, what you guys are doing are, is so ambitious, and so, it, it's been, like, a long time needed in the creator, and the, and even, you know, uh, the gaming space, you know, more, um, nichely, just because, like, it's something that, um, added a little bit of flavor, and, and changed, um, I think the way that a lot of people really looked at how to, how to represent a brand, um, and especially, as well, the way that you guys recently added media kits, like, talk a little bit about, like, what was the mindset going into that, and, um, like how you know how has that been received so far? So the media kit's always been something that we've paid attention to. It's been more of an internal product uh, back in the Athlane days, and we decided to surface it as a public-facing, powerful tool for content creators. The media kit bridges the gap between the link and bio tool and the brand deals tool. Think of it as sort of the intermediary tool necessary for a content creator to run her own business. So she might collect inbound, she might centralize content, delight fans on the link in bio, integrate the media kit into that, and that's a tool for her to actually close brand deals to give them uh, the rich data they need to work with her, right? What's been really fun about the media kit has been working on the back end with our tech lead, Jessica, who just did a remarkable job building it. Just the way the data refreshes, the way that it's reliable, um, the way our pipelines are built are first in class in the industry. And I think the selling point of the media kit is that, again, Pillar is a structural core part of your business and content creator. You need something that's not gonna break. You need something that can stand the test of time that's reliable. So 
Yeah, get a media kit if you don't have one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I obviously, uh, before you guys were around, I did try media kits, and I didn't really like it. I felt it to be kind of just tacky uh, in several different ways. Um, I know some people do like it, and there's other alternatives out there. But Pillars, and, and I, again, I'm biased. I've been using Pillar for nearly almost two years at this point. Um, I I truly was mesmerized by the media kit when you showed me before it got, like, revealed to everybody. Uh, which is one of the things that I also really like about you guys compared to, like, other companies in the space is you'll actually reach out to people through email or text message and be like, hey, we're launching this new feature. We'd love to get into a call, get your thoughts, and see how things are working. And even when there's issues or, you know, things that could be improved, you guys are always communicative and and trying to solve those things, which is something I really appreciate um, a lot, you know, from a creator standpoint, because it means like, hey, this company actually cares. They're listening to us. They want to make sure that creators have a say and also that it's helping benefit them um which is really awesome so i know recently you guys just held like an amazing creator summit um you know which was a lot different from the the virtual one that you guys held last year talk about how that experience was i mean i know uh it was kind of out of the blue for a lot of people but like how like how is that experience of, of actually having like a physical summit and creators can, uh, are meeting each other combining and really like having a, a unique space? It was phenomenal. Um, thank you for asking. It was really really great. Met some really cool people in the industry. Connected a lot of people. Yeah. I think what was most fascinating about it was watching the interplay between your content creators, your managers, your agents, your brands, your sort of tech companies. We had Substack there. We had Hulu there. And just watching that space uh, unfold. The whole vision of it was what happens when we put all of these different people in one um, space, a space admittedly floating on the water, it was on a boat in Marina del Rey in Los Angeles. Um, what happens? And I thought the final product of it was magical. It was a lot of uh, jamming, it was a lot of creativity in one room, and most of all, it was a lot of meaningful connection, a meaningful human connection that, you know, we all missed at some degree um, during COVID and the digital Zoom environment, the gathering environment we were using for our last one was great. Was yeah. Fun, but there's something different about having someone uh, right in front of you, talking to them, um, music, music playing, good music playing, um, a really just fun and um, different environment, beautiful environment with uh, beautiful people in it. I thought it was a great time. Yeah, plus when you have these like smaller spaces compared to like a VidCon or TwitchCon or, or things of that nature, I feel also like you get a little bit more value and like a deeper experience uh, because like especially at twitchcon and i'll be going to my first twitchcon here in a couple months um you know the the thing i've always heard from everybody is like you kind of like know who you want to meet and then you like you are kind of like okay these are the people that i'd like to meet and i hope i run into them and then it's like like after that it's like well i met this person 
it's cool. I have this photo. I have this like autograph, but like nothing. Like you don't get to really remember like a lot about that experience. Uh, so like you know these creator forums and summits that you guys have been putting together uh, are great. I hope I get invited to the next physical one. Uh, I I was literally sitting on Instagram one night and and saw it and I was just like, man, I wish I would have been able to do that. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, just putting it out there. Um, is a little bit of a shameless plug, a plug, I guess. Um, now, like I mentioned before we started the podcast, uh, I always like to turn the, the tables around, let you become the host and bring in your own questions and topics or things. And, uh, I'll gladly turn the microphone over to you. Thank you, Tristan. would love to, uh, yeah, I'd love to take the reins here for a second. You'd walk me through the origin story of that was like so the origin um was definitely a very interesting time in my life because i was just 12 years old i was 12 or 13 at the time i was 13 at the time um i was 12 when i started making videos and so it'd been a year of like creating my own content uh very low budget content because i didn't even have a capture card when i first started making videos so um, but literally, um, I was sitting in a class one day with a friend of mine and I was just jotting down random ideas of like what Call of Duty teams were at the time and how they had a competitive, a sniping, a content and editing team and, and just envisioning like what that could become. And, uh, I, for years before that had been a big fan of optic gaming and what Hex and Nadechart and all those people built back in early 2010 and so forth. And so um, that's what I kind of modeled it a little bit after. Um, And um, that was really the inspiration was to kind of build a place where everyone felt like they could be connected with each other. And also at the same time, it kind of, and it was definitely a pun intended at the time was to awaken a new generation of content and eventually competitive and, and see where that went, uh, not knowing where we would be 10 years from now. Um, and, and so, you know, like, um, next year will be 10 years as an organization, which, uh, has definitely been crazy. But yeah, it, if you, if you had asked 13 year old me, do you expect to be here nine, 10 years later, uh, as an owner and creator, I probably would slap him in the face and call him crazy, but yeah, great and great question. Absolutely. Um, what motivates you to create? That's a good question. For me, um, it depends what I'm into at any given time. You know, obviously gaming content is my go-to avenue. Um, then I, you know, I really love seeing people in, in vlogs and, um, you know, I live in a state, you know, Nebraska where not much happens. But there's always something that's fun. And so, like, um, and also the fact that I moved to Nebraska after, like, seven years of living on the East Coast and a wild childhood journey even before that. Um, so I literally had four years to make all new friends. And eventually that was 2014 when I moved here. 2016 is when I started making vlogs because that was the 
the sort of lifestyle vlog craze on YouTube at the time. Um, and then recently, um, I started making more business sit-down topic-related videos because I really love watching Gary Vee, um, uh, and also there's a couple of other creators like Graham Stephan who I've kind of taken different pieces of uh, style and format from and found ways that I can mix with my own. Um, and then podcasts. I've been doing podcasts for a very long time. And so it, it really depends on like what I'm into at that time. But what motivates me is really just seeing how creative I can get with that. And also the experience of like, hey, I'm filming this concert. Hey, I'm filming this vlog. Hey, I'm doing this podcast it, it it's something that just keeps me like on my toes at all times and trying to help me learn a little bit more that's great Tristan. I, I love your point on that looking back on the last five years of your work what's the highlight <sighs> that's a tough question because there's been so many highlights of, of like going to my first gaming event um, and, and meeting people um, and being able to, to go to concerts and, and music festivals and work music festivals even at that um, and all the opportunities I've been given. Um, I'd say the highlight has really been... Um, I, I would say the highlight for me was definitely um, reaching five years in the... Well, I'll, I'll give you three, um, which are all equally just as important to me. The first was reaching five years as a creator because I'm someone who did start content to try to be famous or try to make money, and I really developed more uh i i regained more of that mindset that i originally had with wanting to create content for the love of it not just because i eventually hoped i'd get a hundred thousand or a million subscribers the second thing for me was seeing the growth of my esports team um because like a lot of people have to realize for many years it was really myself running the show until mid-2017 when I finally started getting staff and, and things of that nature. Um, so, like, seeing how things had went for four or five years um, uh, up to that point. And then, lastly, I, again, I'd say my big, uh, my, my first um, esports event that I went to, which was Call of Duty Anaheim 2017, because I met, like, a ton of amazing people. I got to um, make friends with a lot of people who are still in the community today on, on the semi-pro scene. I met Nate Shot for the first time. I got him to sign my uh, shoes I was wearing at the time that I had uh, Air Jordans I was wearing. Uh, and there's a pretty famous like photo I have of where he's actually posing with me next to the shoes. Um, I met Hex for the first time, which was a really awesome thing. And um, that was the first time I ever went to a gaming event. I tried for many years before that. But that was the first time. So th those are the three, like, highlights of the last, like, five years for me. Um, what was seeing all that come together. Awesome. 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 When was the last time you changed your mind about something important? Um, 
that happens a lot. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen as much as it used to um, because I'm more like kind of grounded and I, I've learned to have um, a really unique like mindset and process of things. Um, the last time I really changed my mind about something was um, really actually deciding whether or not to take streaming seriously. Because I'm someone who for many years just solely made content. I made a Twitch back in 2016, but then the Twitch hacks happened at that time. And it wasn't until 2019 that I made a new Twitch and then did very sporadic streaming at, at best. And then it was really 2021 where I started getting into streaming, became a Twitch affiliate, and now like have started revamping my entire setup. Uh, built like the Funko wall behind me, um, new equipment, new lighting, like everything in between. Um, I think other than that, um, the, the biggest time where I always change my mind is every year when I'm looking at the goals I want to achieve for Awaken and for myself. Um, because the industry always changes. And so that means I've always got to be on my toes and think, What's next? Like, what are other teams probably thinking of doing at this moment that I have no clue of? And how do I beat them at their own game? So, that that's uh, those are the few moments where I've had to change my mind about things. That's awesome. Thank you for that, man. That's all I have. Yeah. So, in terms of things... Um, with you know with the creator economy where do you see the creator economy going in the next year three years and, and even five years um i i know that's kind of crazy because not even us creators know but like i feel like you might have a good sense from talking to people and seeing the growth of the of tiktok and the rise that that's created for like a lot of people with opportunities yeah i mean let me just look into my crystal ball for a second here. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, growing up, I, mean, I had one of those magic eight balls, and I don't know where go. it went. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the creator economy, um, speaking really broadly, is in a moment of, um, is in a difficult moment. And I think that what we're building at Pillar has the chance to really fix it, turn things around. Um, as is the creator economy in a very broad sense and we can look at specific verticals like twitch streamers all the way down to you know your your tiktokers your knowledge coaches on instagram whatever you yeah. have your fitness coaches right it's a really broad term but broadly speaking of course the creator economy i think is in a difficult position where you've got an oversupply of creators you've got a lot of competition you have a lot of people content creators who aren't paid um, justly given the massive amounts of content and the massive amounts of dollars that they give big platforms. I think you have a lot of um, a lot of creators who struggle to really build community in a sustainable way. I think you have people who um, have their five minutes of fame and in the long run aren't able to extend that in a meaningful way. And so what we're trying to do at Pillar is we're trying to give content creators, no matter their size, the tools they need to 
build a community authentically, sustain that community, delight their fans, and also grow from brand deals in a, yet a long-term sustainable way. Um, the five minutes of fame model, the model where you're not getting compensated in the long run by these platforms or whatever it might be, brands or platforms, because you don't retain your community and you don't engage your community, that's, that's a big problem. And that, to me, is um, the sign of a unhealthy economy. Yeah. So I don't want to say the creator economy is in a crisis, but I, I don't want to say that it's you know flourishing and that everyone's doing well. It's not exactly um, the healthiest economy at the moment. And so what Pillar is trying to do is, again, it's trying to give content creators of all sizes the suite of tools they need to grow their GDP in the long run, right? And yeah. uh, support themselves, delight their fans, find happiness, find joy in simple tools that are uh, powerful, that are simple, and that um, can really help them last. That's th that's where I want to take it. That's where, yeah. if I have anything to say about it, do about it, that's where <laughs> I take the economy. But yeah, <laughs> that's um, what the crystal ball says. I mean, you bring up a really interesting point about how the creator economy you know, again, being in a very difficult place, people not being able to really grow or, again, like the vast amounts of money that we've seen thrown at individual creators, the streaming wars. And the one of the interesting things from the lens of, uh, of someone who is a creator watching other creators, you know, myself, is seeing how over time that changes people, right? And, and that goes hand in hand with why communities either build up or they diminish over time. You look at people like Logan Paul, who was, you know, him and his brother were big because of Vine and then came over to YouTube and all the controversies and, and things that have happened with them over time and the sort of sentiment around both of them, even, even still to this day. And then, like you have your other creators who on um, TikTok who are necessarily like, they get, you know, these tens of thousands of followers, these brand deals, these Netflix shows, or, you know, anything of the sort, and it changes who they are entirely. Um, and I think that that's always been a really big issue with the creator space, is because, um, again, like, I think, you know, it's the age-old story, is like, once you're, you're never really prepared for that, like, thing like no one really sits you down and goes hey you now have a hundred thousand two hundred thousand five hundred thousand a million or even in the case of someone like a charlie d'amelio you know tens of millions hundreds of millions of fans and you're someone who's never been accustomed to that so i think it's a really interesting thing um i think it's also kind of due to the fact that you know like you point out there's a lot of oversaturation in every aspect people are doing the same thing on tiktok as another person in the gaming space you know the the joke is you know you look at when a call of duty title releases every year you'll see the same content being brought out by everybody on day one the beginner videos the how to rank up to the max level this class is better than this or this high scoring game and um so it's definitely something that i think like you know, the creator space has always kind of been in this, I don't want to call it bubble, but kind of hamster wheel. You're just bouncing back and forth and hoping eventually that, like, you find solid footing. 
So I, I you really bring up a, an interesting point on that. Um, I think eventually it will change um, because like what what you're seeing now in some areas is a lot of people are realistically having a mindset of I'm not just someone who's a creator. I have to look at myself as a personality. Who who am I as a person? And really making a pact with themselves like not to let fame and money change who they are in the process of like remembering why they got into this in the first place because we all enjoy making content, creating content, entertaining people or so forth. Um, so, you know, again, you bring up a really interesting point on that. Um, in, in terms of things, what are some of the dreams and goals that y you have for, for yourself and pillar? Cause I know like everyone has their own dreams, like or or goals or like things that they want to hit what's on your list yeah i think um i'd love to see pillar have a place in the creator economy that that's as loved as the amazing companies like linktree media kits beacons there's all these amazing tools out there i'd love to see if we had a spot among them you know i think we have a unique proposition and um i'd be i'd be honored to have that kind of um love in the community i think we, we definitely started to see that and um i'm excited to grow that as much as i can i mean i this is just me being biased um i think you guys are already there i mean you guys were there when you had the outline when because you know there was obviously the articles about you guys from the mainstream tech space and the mainstream gaming news and even now like you guys have built up this really amazing thing with like brand ambassadors and bringing in people from the gaming space. Like how last year there was uh, King Rallyant, there was Scaredly Ginge, uh, or Scaredy Ginge, um, a ton of other creators uh, really being active on social media. Like I remember when you guys had less than a thousand followers, and now like you guys have so many followers on Twitter, Instagram is always something where. Even before you guys posted the Creator Summit, literally that day, I was like, it'd be really cool to help out Pillar with the Instagram or the TikTok. Because occasionally I keep seeing, or I always keep seeing different things um, in my For You page. And then, um, like, you know, it's it's really, like, amazing what you guys have built. So, I'd say that you guys already have a place among those companies. Because, like, you, get, like, you know, you guys are building your own thing in a sense um but at the same time um you guys have really like cornered almost every part of the market that a creator will really want to have so i guess um you know wrapping up and everything for those that want to learn a little bit about pillar uh and keep up to date with what you guys are doing feel free to plug and um as well for anyone that wants to join pillar i'll have my referral code so you guys can join Pillar, uh, skip skip the wait list a little bit, and uh, try it out. But yeah, if you want to plug Pillar, all the socials, the floor is yours. Yeah, follow us at Pillar.io on Instagram, Pillar Creators on Twitter. Uh, Pillar.io is the website. We are now live. There is no more wait list. So okay. go ahead and sign up. And um, excited to see your pages. Excited to see your Pillars. Yeah. So, with that being said, again, Michael, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. 
really means a lot. We've been trying to do this for like a couple months now, and it's it's finally great. Uh, I mean, like this is this is like one of the first podcasts I've done since I want to say mid twenty twenty, which is kind of like crazy. Um, so or at least mid twenty twenty, I might have done one or two in early twenty twenty one. I forget. Um, but again, like really appreciate you coming on. I really look forward to all the success with Pillar. I mean, you guys have me hooked. I'm going in there every day or so and just critiquing my own page and my own like confidence of like, does this look good? Does this look good? Does this look good? Yeah. And again, you definitely text me the next time you guys are setting up Creator Summit because I mean, I got a suit and all that waiting for for the next time. Um, love it, love it. Thank but, you, my friend. But uh, for those that are watching the podcast on YouTube, if you guys did enjoy this, make sure to leave a like, subscribe to whatever channel this is on. Uh, if you're listening to this on any audio platform of your choosing uh, or your liking, really, make sure to give it a review. Really means a lot and a rating as well. Um, again, all the links will be in the description of either the audio or the video uh, version of this podcast. Uh, if you want to check myself out on social media, all my links will be in the description as well as the podcast. Uh, and with that being said, I will see all of you guys in the next one.